so here we are another blessed day another beautiful episode and we are at the sixth episode which is where we ended off the last time around and i just decided to you know and but this time no there's no giving up there's no quitting that will be a, a topic for a future episode. Actually, you know what? We can incorporate that into this one because this one, if you've already seen the title, is Stuck at the Forks. And um, what I call the forks is obviously the forks in the road, the the choices we have to deliberate and then we have to live with because if you pick the route to the left, even, as, even if the right one is enticing, but the left one you know for a fact 110% is the right one to pick. You know, you have to live with those choices. And sometimes, and I'm saying from my own personal experience, I've been at the forks a lot of times. So much, I, I pretty much just, if you think of it this way, close your eyes and you see a crossroads, right? You're standing at the crossroads. You have three choices. You go left, straight, or right. I've been at those forks and, you know, people say, well, there's only two choices at the fork in a road. There could be, but how many prongs are on a fork? You know, so... But I'm like, I've, I've been at that crossroads so much. I might as well set up a picnic table and, you know, I pretty much live there or ha used to live there. Because nowadays, um, my only choice is now is to deliberate what's what we're making for supper, you know, and then it's a freeing feeling knowing that I've went through so much stuff in my life. I've had to go through. Um, so many different choices. I've had to take so many different roads and paths to get where I am today. And I want what I'm experiencing now. I want that for all of you. Every single one of you that listen. Even if you think you have the most... Well, no. If you have a really... If you feel that you have a what you feel is the perfect life for you, then that means you've already obtained it. You've already scaled that mountain of greatness. Sometimes I feel like I've got to the top of that mountain, but then I realize there's more to go. Especially because, you know, especially at my age, man, you're never too old to, to, to make a new mountain to climb. You're never too old to, to take on new challenges. Now, this is, I'm a product of the 80s and mostly 90s, man. And this is what we learned growing up is, you know, you see a mountain, you aim for a bigger mountain. Like growing up, that was a huge... I won't say huge, but it was a big thing I see on TV and the news a lot was someone wanting to climb Everest or, you know, Mount Fuji. And there was, there was, mountain climbing was a, was, was a pretty constant, I'd like to call sport. I'm not saying people don't do it today. You just don't, you don't get to hear much about it as much as you used to. Um, I said much twice in that one sentence. That sounds weird. <laughs> And, um, you know, so it's, you, you set the bar higher for yourself. Don't make it impossible. Just make it challenging, but know that it's possible and probable that you can reach that, that top of that next mountain. But when you're stuck at the forks, you're not thinking about anything except which one do I pick? Which door do I choose? And that is where we are today. It's talking about which path to choose. Why should we choose it? 
I mean, this whole episode is mostly just maybe food for thought so that next time you're at a decision where you need to actually stop and think, um, maybe you can come back to this podcast episode and say, well, maybe I missed something he said. Maybe there's a, a tool, a hint in there somewhere I can use. I can't, I can't tell you how to live your life. That's your decision, your rules, your, you know, you're the one who walks in them shoes. All I can do is try to, you know, give a subtle hint. You know, I can't, well, let's just say it this way. Life is like a, a giant machine and uh, you need to. You know, take pieces off, put new pieces on. You know, you can try to mold it in whatever you want life to be and how you want it to work. I can't take it apart for you and rebuild it the way you need it to be. All I can do is hand you the screwdriver and say, you can start with that screw right there. And the rest is up to you. Because um, not a lot of people understand this, but, you know, your life, your choices, you set the tone for what your life is you set your rules you set your boundaries and you know you you can live with them or you walk around living with them but you can't control if other people are going to respect them if other people are going to abide by them you can't force that and this day of age it's really daunting as to how things work compared to how they were in in my days in the 90s and I even though I was a, a young kid growing up as a teenager or growing up into teenagehood um, I did pay attention I noticed a lot of things that are different here's the little things that I've picked up for instance now that I drive a car um, and I see things and the eyes of a, an adult like my parents did you know Say, for instance, you're in a parking lot spot. I think I've said this before in a previous episode, but I'll say it again. And you're backing out. Now in the 90s, when you're backing out, someone's there, they see you. They they stop and they wait. They'll back up if, if you need the room. You know, courtesy, respect. You know, nobody wants to hurt anybody else's vehicle because that costs money. Nowadays... You see a vehicle coming out, backing out of a spot. They don't care. They go around you. They just keep going. There's no respect anymore. There's no courtesy. Everyone's in a rush to get somewhere. And they don't care what they who they run through to get to it. Me, I'm not in a rush to get anywhere. Like the plans and goals that we have as a family here. And I have personally in my life. Um... I have more patience now for watching it grow and happen and get to experience it than I did when I was in my 20s. If I was if I was in my 20s now, I would be agitated all the time. I'd be irritated. I would be impatient. And I guess I've learned in my own life patience comes with age. Patience comes with experience. Patience comes with time. I wanted things to happen now, 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 overnight, you know? Uh, now, 
it's more i i'm enjoying the experience of watching it grow like a plant things in my life watching it slowly grow slowly grow like let's take for instance i have investments i have stocks and i you know as much as i wish tomorrow they would go booming high and i would be millions and millions of dollars no no i i've started small i took a couple hundred bucks and watching it grow and then what i do is when i get more money i put 50 to 100 bucks back in into that account and say here and i buy more shares if of the same company if not i go researching and i look and see uh, what's doing great if it has longevity i'm not no stock market professional i'm learning as i go which is the most awesome thing ever is is i feel like i've gained a new skill but anyway but i put it in there and i sit and i watch and i'm not like hoping and praying tomorrow it's going to just skyrocket no it, i know it's not unless it gets extremely lucky I, I don't think i don't i personally my opinion is i don't think those i think those days of something like that skyrocketing like boom 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 are kind of over unless it's a brand new startup company or something that has never been seen before on our in our lifetime and people love it just like when facebook kicked when facebook came out yes we had myspace yes we had a bunch of little other social networks i remember a couple of them was like one was like what oh I, i'm thinking of a yeah anyway point being there was a couple ones spread out here and there but when facebook came out that sucker just boom you know because it was new it was fresh it was vibrant it wasn't been done before but now now if someone makes another social network we're like meh yeah we got facebook we're good because nothing can topple that nothing can get bigger than facebook right now I'm not saying it's not possible just right now it's not probable so because you'd have to take it to another whole level now the down the road maybe beyond my lifetime um as i'm in my 40s early 40s but still you know probably beyond my lifetime or it could happen in the next 40 years and i'll be an old man but either way you know you see what i would like to see is someone make um things like if i know <laughs> like when you watch a sci-fi and you see how cool they have the transparent glass type um consoles and you can scroll with your finger and you know it's basically like the ipad screen but without the rest of the ipad and you're just like oh cool like all that high-tech futuristic stuff oh i would love for that to start happening sometime soon and you know if they did businesses and corporations that incorporate that kind of technology their stocks will freaking skyrocket <laughs> but anyway i'm not talking about stocks i'm done <clears throat> basically using what i'm doing as a as a as a means to a conversation is you know you got to be patient and when you get to the stuck in the fork in the road, if it's depending on what kind of decision that is, if it's something that will affect you in the next five years, you need to stop and be patient to figure it out. Do your research. But then there's there's decisions where they are um, time sensitive, so you don't have a lot of time to sit and mull it over. You, it, it's a it's a position that it's a decision that puts you in a position. I'm not trying to really rhyme, but I guess it did. That forces you 
to have to act quickly and that's where a lot of people get like screwed up because they're like oh my god oh my god i'm gonna um 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 and then boom they make the decision and they didn't make the right one i'm not saying everybody does that some people are great under pressure i've seen it myself i was working in the kitchens as a cook for over 20 years of my life and uh i've you know a lot of those men I, I i tip my hats off to you that are still doing this today you guys work under pressure a lot you know and uh, not a lot of people give you the credit you deserve but um when it comes to a non-time sensitive decision and you have time to think about it take every second you can because every second counts and that's the thing about life is like like i said everyone's in a rush to get somewhere i'm not you shouldn't be either S always find yourself to stop and enjoy the little things like say if you're sitting you're sitting at home and it's a beautiful summer day most people be like okay i gotta go this i gotta do that i gotta go for a walk gotta work out gotta blah 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 not me man i will take a nice cold glass of water with ice in it and sit in the window and just watch life watch it enjoy the weather go sit on the front steps you know be part of the moment be part of your own moment because you'll forgive yourself <laughs> and you will because you know there's a lot more life than just being busy and i used to think that life should just be busy all you should be doing is this 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 and that and then i missed out on so many things so much and now I'm now I sit here, 42 years old, and I regret every single one of it, where I should have just sat home, and spent time with my family. Um. Because like it went from one second I'm running around looking for a new love, and next thing I know my mom's sick with cancer, it was like a blink of an eye for me. If I could go back and do it all again. I wouldn't even have been in any of those relationships. I would have been at home. I would have just been a normal teenage guy or in my early 20s and just, you know, living a normal family life like that. But I didn't do that. I wouldn't give myself that because I felt I needed to find something that wasn't even there at the time anyway. I felt like there was this huge gap inside me and then I was just looking for nothing. When all I should have done was be patient because I would have still maybe stumbled on, you know, the, my beautiful wife that I have now. <laughs> Back then I was in a rush. Now I'm just, you know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm comfortable where my life is. I love it. I love waking up to these beautiful people every day. And by the way, I know I do this every single episode. This is february 20th 2024 um it's seven o'clock in the morning 702 right now as i'm recording this exact word that i just spoke out of my mouth <laughs> and uh everyone upstairs is sleeping i've been up since five o'clock i edited a video because we as a family started to um play a, a nice little horror social game called lethal company and uh like i've been a gamer since i was a kid i'm always going to be a gamer the wife she i wasn't sure she was going to be on board with this game but she's playing it and now she's hooked <laughs> the kids love it obviously 
they're young enough to to love this stuff. So it's like, yeah, they're well, they're teenagers. Well, Wesley is a preteen almost, but in a couple months, um, but still, like we're having a blast, and we do this as a family. We don't, we none of us play this game with anyone else. We just play it together. And I'm just sitting here when I'm sitting here watching all of us try to navigate, you know, the uh, the darkness in the game when we try to navigate and try and not get killed by monsters and try to find all the loot we can. I'm sitting here just enjoying listening to them running around screaming and and be like, oh, I found this. Oh, where are you? Where are you? Like, <laughs> sometimes I sound like I get irritated, but at the same time, my brain's like, I love this. This is the greatest thing ever. And then me and Crystal were talking the other day about how we're excited for the summer, how we're excited for going on our our annual camping trip. I'm very, very excited for that. Um, and you're probably like, well, we're talking about being stuck at the forks. Why are you talking about this? And I'm talking about this because I'm telling you that I, I'm telling you like the outcome of the decisions I've made. Um, cause I told you in the beginning of this episode, I've been stuck at the fork so many times, man. Like I almost lived there, lived, not live, lived there. Um, and this is the result of all the choices I've made and closer to where I am now is when I really started to stop and think and be patient. And I didn't, I'm not going to lie. I didn't gain that patience until three years ago when I stopped drinking when I when I put alcohol on the back burner and once my my brain and my eyes and every part of me started opening seeing seeing life for what it is without having to see it through the bottom of a bottle then I started gaining more patience just like these these three beautiful creatures that live in this house with me they were patient waiting for me um, when I was living out of town with my sister and, and trying to get navigate these rough waters. And they had the patience. She was, she was kind of half a wreck because I lived out there and she was like, you know, I don't know what was going th through her emotions sometimes. But, you know, once we decided, once I moved back, oh man, I'll never forget how happy she was came up helped me move back and it was just like beaming <laughs> she wouldn't stop smiling the entire ride back to the city from where i was living which wasn't a long ride but it was long enough for me to keep looking going somebody's happy <laughs> and uh you know she's happy now i asked her yesterday in the car i said if you look at how your life is today with me your kids your amazing job our house you know the fact that we're not one of those couples that are screaming at each other wondering when when we're gonna be able to pay the next bill or pay our rent you know we've set ourselves up for success I said are you truly happy and she goes yeah and I was and, and it wasn't just a yes like because I wanted to hear it I, I would have took any answer I wanted just honesty you could see it in her eye. Well, actually, I couldn't see her eyes. She was wearing sunglasses. We see it in her face, her expressions, her body language, everything. You could just see that she was 120% confident 
and enjoyed saying that answer. The heck was that? Then probably a real loud car came by. So the question for you, I ask, is what are you going to do when you get to the forks? Because some of you might be in it right now. And I don't know what two decisions you have to make between. And they could be as mundane as people would be like, well, it's a dumb thing. Is uh, like debating between two lovers or some people going through, uh, some of you people whose parents have divorced, maybe debating between mom and dad. Like, <clears throat> there's no stupid choices. Well, let me rephrase that. When you're stuck at the forks, it's like, it's, there's no, those two choices are not dumb. It's how you interpret them. Because, they, you know, there are such things as dumb decisions. Yes, there is. A lot of people make stupid choices. You just need to make sure that the choice you make is the one that's right for you. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry, I sometimes get befuddled and muddled myself up in every other uddle you can think about. It's like for me, uh, there's choices I want to make in my future. Um, things I should have maybe thought about 20 years ago. But now I'm thinking of them now. And uh, there's things I'd like to do. Like, for instance, <coughs> one of the things, one of my goals that I want to accomplish in the next five years is to own my own house somewhere in Japan. Um, that we can, as a family, can 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 go to like a vacation home in a sense. We can be. It wouldn't I actually wouldn't even mind if I could even pull off dual citizenship between Japan and in Canada. But for now, that's the first step is the house. Um, me and Crystal were talking about it yesterday too, and we were talking about ideas and we were talking about excitement of of um, you know. Yes, it's a foreign land. Yes, it's a place that I don't even know the language. I'm still learning today. Um, doing online courses and all that stuff for it. And one day, one day when I get some stuff nailed down, I'll have to say it on a podcast. But And then actually, to be honest, I wouldn't mind if I... I, wouldn't, I would love to be able to do a podcast from this new home um, while we're fixing her up. I wouldn't even mind doing a vlog on, on my YouTube channel. Saying, hey, look, here we are. I was thinking of starting a family vlog. And, uh, you know, nothing too fantastical, nothing too crazy. Just, it's like the old days, you know. Um, well, some of you younger people won't know this. But it was a big thing in the 80s and 90s where, you know, we had a camcorder. And, we, you know, home videos, they were called. We would make tons of home videos. People think that nowadays if you're making home videos on YouTube, it's vlogging. Well, no, it's not because um, it's memories. Because I know YouTube won't be around forever, but it will be around for maybe the rest of my life unless somebody buys it out and shuts it down. But I don't see them doing that anytime soon. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a utility that a lot of us like to use. It's a, it's a place where a lot of us like to just find random entertainment and get lost in it after a long day of work or a long day period. 
but I would love to make a channel and, um, and, and, you know, not do anything special. We're not like putting up super duper thumbnails and all that stuff. It's just more like just, you know, Hey, we're, we're making, we're uploading memories to share. Why don't you join us? But anyway, that's what I'd like to do within the next five years. And, um, you know, it would be nice to go out there and maybe celebrate a Christmas in Japan. Um, I used to think I had a fear of flying. I've never flown before, but the last five years, I've kind of accepted the fact that it's like, you know, wh what, what do I need to be scared of? You know, airplane crashes aren't as common today as they were 30 years ago. You know, there's nothing... I'm not saying they don't happen. There, there is such thing as, you know, mechanical failure and all that stuff, but it's not as common as you think. And then when it does happen, um, they have better safety precautions so that nobody dies or not everybody dies. But yes, there has been plane crashes where, you know, loss of life was extreme. But I don't think of those kind of things. And I know anyone who knows this movie... <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to be thinking that the first moment I step on an airplane is Final Destination. I know my movie's just a movie. Um, but at the same time, it's just like... Uh, I'm going to be trying to enjoy it more than anything. And I heard it's good sleeping on an airplane. I love sleeping on moving in a moving vehicle. So, you know, it's a win-win for me. So if I didn't have a good sleep... Before I go on that plane, there you go. Bring me a pillow and a blankie, and you got me good. So, I mean, I don't need, uh, I don't need to be scrolling Facebook while I'm, you know, three billion feet above the air, however much it is, thirty thousand feet or something like that. But all I need is my family beside me, having a good time, smiling and laughing, and just, you know. And just get to the destination. And I'm excited to walk around. I'm excited to enjoy the people. I'm excited to enjoy the food. But yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm also going to be going there for business. So to hopefully uh, get ourselves a place to fix up. Or, a, a, well, I'm hoping it won't be too big of a fixer-upper, but you can't be picky. I think it would I think it would be okay if it was kind of a fixer upper. I mean it's livable, but we still have things to there's things that need to be done because Crystal and I are very we're a good team. Um and here's the weird part is she's more mechanically inclined than I am. Unless when it comes to computers I rock. But oh, okay, she built her own computer though. I gave her the parts, she put it together, which is amazing, but I mean, she's more jack of all trades. And I'm, I mean, there's things I can do, but I, I'll, I'm, I'm one to admit that I never really focused on that kind of stuff growing up. I was more just a gamer. I was more just the, uh, if there was anything I would build, it would be mundane. I mean, I tried putting electronic pieces together one day because I was bored, but, and it obviously, and the funny thing is, is it half worked and then blew up. I think a transistor exploded hardcore. And to this day, I guarantee you, even though my parents, well, they're not with us anymore, but and we don't have that house anymore, but that back shed, you go in there, you can smell it still. It's that, that when that moment happened, it was like caked in the walls. Um, 
the smell just never left. It never left. My <laughs> my dad was never happy about that. When we told him what happened, he just like he didn't he didn't yell at me. He didn't um he just shook it. He just gave me that look like, "Are you an idiot?" <laughs> and just shook his head and went back to reading his newspaper. And I will say, you know, it was my father's birthday um, back on the 16th of February. He would have been 72. I would like to um, take this time of this part of this episode to fill you guys in. Let you in on, on that part of my world. Because, uh, you know, we all we all know great people in our life. They come and go. And I don't mean go like they walk out. Unless they have walked out of your life. Then I apologize for that. Um, but they. I mean like. Death is the most unfair thing. That we as humans. And I know I've said this before. We've talked about this before. But I'm not trying to make this the death podcast. This is life's corner not death's corner. <laughs> you know that would be interesting. Um, but uh, I've, I'm. You know. We have great people that come in in our lives growing up. That's the sad truth of growing up and getting older is you start young. You think these people are going to live forever. You hope they're going to live forever. You believe they are eternal. And then once their mortality shows and they start getting sick or they start or in my dad's case, like I thought he was fine. And, uh, September 9th, 2020 is the date that they have on his candle. But I think, I'm not sure if my sister agrees with me, but I'm pretty sure we, we all, like, from the story we heard is he died the day before. But they just say the official date of death was the 9th, but I'm pretty sure it was the 8th. And uh, I was going through a rough patch. In 2020, I was drinking too much all the time. Um, I never spoke to him for months before he passed away, and it's something I regret to the rest. Of, I'll regret for the rest of my life. I did send him a text in July that year, <coughs> but of course, being me that I am, you know, alcohol took precedence, and I pushed everyone away. But anyway, um, I'm just basically saying that I was being an idiot. But I got a. I was just coming home. From the off sale, I'm grabbing a big, massive case of beer. Um, and I was already still kind of half drunk too. And I usually have my phone on silent. Um, well, at least I did back then too. Nowadays, when my when the wife's working, I turn the sound on. When she's home, I turn it off because she's the only person I really talk to besides a couple of my a couple good, really good friends, and that's about it. <coughs> and um. So I looked at my phone and my sister and my niece were trying every way they could to get a hold of me. And I was like, oh, what's the like, what's 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 going on? I f instantly felt dread like something was wrong. My sister was like, please call like and then my niece was like, my mom needs you to call now. So I called her and she said, where are you? I'm at, I'm at my place. We're going to come pick you up right now. Why? Dad's dead. The biggest 
longest silence. And even though it wasn't a long silence in real time, in my mind, it feels like it was eternity. So we went there, and he was still laying on the couch. And, uh, I don't know if you'd think I'm weird for keeping it, but when my sister and I were divvying up the things in that house, I said I'd take the furniture. I mean, we've already cleaned off the couch after his passing and all that stuff, you know, but some people would be like, well, why would you keep the couch your father passed away on? I mean, my parents had that furniture set for over a decade. It's comfortable. I love it. But at the same time, it reminds me mortality. It reminds me, you know, but it, it, but the best thing is I don't look at the negatives. I look at the couch set and the love seat and remember my parents for what they were, which was amazing legends. Um, and what I'm, why I'm bringing this up at this part of the podcast is because what I said earlier was I spent more time rushing to find something rushing to find that new relationship. And that's, I'm not going to lie. That's the stupidest thing you could ever do. That's what I did. I, I pushed my family aside to go chase women <laughs> to find the next, because I, I guess I just, I, I failed in school. I wanted them to be proud of me to do something. I have some, you know, bring home someone that's respectable. I don't know what my stupid excuse was, but it was dumb. And I encourage Every single one of you right now that listens to this, even if five people listen to this, good. I hope all five of you go call your parents. Or if they're not alive like mine, if you have an uncle or an auntie that's your next favorite or even a grandparent that's still alive, go call them. Go spend time with them. Go hug them. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you more than just love. Show them that you appreciate. Go to their house and make supper for them. Go spend time with them. Go watch a movie. Here's a perfect example of that. Before my grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, got put into a home. And I say that as hardcore as I did because it's kind of a dumb thing that happened to her when she was fine. Yeah, she was, what, 90-something? 92? I don't remember. I have to do the math. <coughs> or no, sorry, in her late 80s and was put in a home when she was perfectly fine. She had a support system. She could function in that house. She could cook. She could clean. But when there was things that she couldn't do, uh, reach for something or lift something heavy, she called us. Me, my mom, my dad. Well, no, well, yeah, my mom passed away two years before she did. So, yeah, but still. Um, she asked. She always asked for help. But there was, there was many nights where I was like, you know, instead of hanging out with friends, instead of going out doing something stupid or sitting at home playing video games, I remember there was there was one afternoon where I was like, I think it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I said I called her up because she lived on the other side of town. She moved because they moved um, to our hometown. My grandparents did uh, to be closer and all that stuff. So um, I think it was my mom's decision to wanting them closer to her. And, uh, so she, so I called up my grandma and was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, just watching my shows. I'm like, do you want to have supper together tonight? Like, I'll come over. We can, you know, find something in the freezer to grab and we can make a salad. You know, I can, I can cook. I can, you know, whatever. And we could play some Scrabble because she loved playing Scrabble. 
I knew that was a definite yes. As soon as I bring up Scrabble, she's like, well, I think I got a game or two in me, you know? And that woman was amazing. Oh, Grandma Joan, I miss you. I learned so many big words because of that woman. She was so amazing at that game. And the words were legit. They were legit. They were old words, too, like words that you don't use anymore. But they're still in the dictionary for Scrabble. But that woman had an arsenal of amazing high point words and it was just insane i didn't mind losing because i was enjoying watching the artists at work but anyway so she was like yeah yeah come over i'm like yeah okay i'm gonna and i remember it was winter time so i was like i'll just get my stuff on and walk right over and she's like okay well i'll see you when you get here and that woman it was so awesome like she's a small woman but she's sitting in her chair and she can see she can watch you walking up the street towards her driveway. And it's, I'll never forget, every single time I'd get up and you can see the lights. On, and since it's already four o'clock, almost five o'clock, it's getting dark. You can see the inside of her house because they had lights on and I could see her little head pop up and she's walking towards the door, unlocking that door. And, oh, hey, Dave. Well, she would always call me David, but it's like, how are you? How are things? You know, put your jacket in. The... And she always treated it. That's why I love my grandmother. She was so, like, old school. She always treated it like, you know when when you're kids and you go visit grandma and grandpa that you haven't seen for a couple months? Now it's like, you know, you show up and they take your coats and they go and put it on the bed. Well, actually, in her, in her house, second house, yeah. In the first house, it was just on the freezer, on the deep freeze. Because they had a, in the, the back door, we come through there as deep freezes along the side before it gets into the kitchen. But, um... In that house, in, in back in my hometown, the second house, it was always just put everything on her bed, put your jackets on the bed, you know. And even though I was just visiting for the night, it's still old school. She just grabbed my coat and put it on the bed, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, even though I, I think at that point I saw her not even days, a couple days prior, because I was helping yard work and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's memories like that. You know, I come over and spend some time and, we played, I think, five or six games of Scrabble. We watched a movie. And then uh, she started getting tired. So I was like, you know what? You need to get some sleep. Um, so then she would uh, basically kick me out of the house. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I don't think I ever stayed over. Oh, I did. No, that's a lie. I did stay overnight at that house before. I slept in my grandpa's room. Um, but just once. Yeah, it was just that one time. But please, you know, take it from me. Trust what I'm saying. Life's too short. It moves too fast. You, If you're in your 20s and thinking every day is too long, wait 20 years. Wait till you're my age. Every day seems like a, like it's boom, gone. <laughs> Some days, okay, there's days where I, you, you have to learn to breathe. And just kind of force it to go slow. So in days like that where I'm like, okay, I'll read a comic book. And then I feel like, oh, only two minutes went by. Because I'm not in a rush. I have nothing to be in a hurry for. I have what I need. I have what I want in my life. So what What else, you know? Yes, like I said before, I have a goal that I want to accomplish. I have many goals I want to accomplish. But at the same time, it's the patience. I have the patience now that I require to say to myself going okay here's my goal i'll even i have a journal i have a, a journal that i write things down in um 
And I'm like, hey, this is a goal I want to accomplish in the next 10 years. I'm not saying I want to accomplish it tomorrow, you know. And I go, okay, here's what I'm hoping to do. Here's what I'm hoping the result will be. Let's put down the first brick of building that goal. Because the goal won't work unless you do. Remember that. You have to put in the work to make it work. Like a well-oiled machine. If you don't, you don't start building the machine to start it, it ain't going to run. Simple as that. And uh, like I say every episode too, uh, um, I also encourage, you know, I have, I'll be putting my email address in the description. You want to chat, you want to talk, you want to have a conversation, always open. And you know what? I'll say this. Here's the realistic truth of these things is not a lot of people are open to that. Not like they used to be. Um, I haven't gotten any replies since the one I mentioned on the first episode. But I'm still, you know, I'm keeping, I'm, I don't give up on people. I don't, and I'm not going to give up on everybody, you know. There's billions of people out there. And even though billions of people don't listen to this podcast right now, I'm still, you know, holding out hope that maybe, just maybe, there'll be another one that will say, hey, you know what, I'd like to have an open line of communication with you. And we'll talk. And I will reply to them and I'll give them, you know, we'll, I'll sit and listen if they need me to. Or just I'm more like sit and read, but still. Listening with your eyes. <laughs> Because I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry at all. You want to have a nice conversation that will last for weeks? Okay, cool. Let's do that. You know? I'm also I'm also someone who really likes to meet new people. I like to hear stories. I want to know what path you walk down. Yes, I'm sitting here talking about my experiences and my goals. But at the same time, I want to hear yours. Maybe that's why I'm not a celebrity. Because I would be too nice. I've always said that. I would be... I would be the kind of guy that, okay, let, one of my hugest inspirations in the world of celebrities is uh, an actor who passed away. And uh, for all of you that do know, and I know you know, because I'm a 90s kid, Power Rangers, Tommy Oliver, Jason David Frank. He is one of my biggest inspirations um, when it comes to people in life. He was... He was the kind of guy that was always the first one there, last one leaving the building. Um, and he would do vlogs about it, too. He was he was someone who was for the people. He loved meeting every single person that came in contact with him. Uh, I'll never forget. There was a, I think it was a vlog or was it just a, an Instagram reel or, well, story, they used to call him, um, where he... Uh, the, even the venue allowed this, which I thought was kind of cool. He had this the biggest lineup out of everybody. And the event was over, but his lineup was still huge. And he's he remember whoever was holding the phone or the camera looked at him. He's like, do you see this? And he saw all these people waving and everything. And he's like, I'm not leaving this spot until every single person is taken care of. And that's what he did. And then... And then he had another video after that because, it's, you know, Instagram story, you can link them all together. Then you, you click on the next one and he's, he's at the last person. And he gives them a huge hug, autographs them, didn't ask for a dime. As far as I know, he never, that entire lineup didn't pay him a cent. I'm sure people might have offered, but he didn't take it or whatever. He, he was in it for the fans. He was in it for the love, 
that's probably why I, that's probably why I'm not a celebrity because that's the kind of guy I would be, you know, I would definitely be that kind of guy that would sit and chat with you. Not for five minutes. Let, let's talk for a couple hours. You know, my time because people are like, well, you know, your time is valuable. I'm like, yeah, but so are you. You're valuable to me. So that makes my time well spent. So I'm, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a public figure, I guess, yet or anything. But, you know, if you, you email me and give me the give me the time of day to, to ask for my time, I'll give you all the time you need. It'll be pen pals. I've never had a pen pal before. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> An email pen pal. See, now I'm getting just excited thinking about it. We're at 44 minutes. Holy Christ. <clears throat> Anywho. But yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be a stranger. You're always welcome. The, the, the virtual doors to the Mills family domicile. That's what we call the house. Is always open for visitors. You know, our sanctuary is your sanctuary. You know, mi casa, su casa, all that stuff. And, uh, but still, that's why I put, I'm, that's why I easily put my, my, one of my Gmail accounts out there because how am I supposed to connect with you outside of what I'm saying on this podcast right now? And so many people are like, well, we'll talk about this and we'll talk about that. And I know I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. Uh, Inside of You with Rosie, one of my favorites. Actually, it is my favorite right now. I, I love that dude. I've watched him for years. But he's very good with his fans. Um, but I don't have that kind of recognition and reach right now. And I don't put these podcast episodes on YouTube like he does. Which you're probably wondering. I'm probably thinking I should. <laughs> but I don't film them. That's the thing is I don't film this. This is There's no... <clears throat> There is no anything with this. There's just my voice <clears throat> and real and not edited. Okay, I do press pause a couple times when I really, I need to um, cough or something, but <clears throat> but I'm not to keep it real. Like as if, like I said, the whole goal is to imagine us sitting on a park bench and we're having a conversation together. And right now, all I'm I'm the one who's doing all the talking. So, but. Now that we've covered 762 different subjects, um, back to brass taxes before I leave is when you get to your choices and when you get to your fork in the road, when you hit the forks, I'm saying that's my new term. I'm copping it, man. It's, uh, I'm claiming it when you hit the forks. <laughs> when you get to that decision, if you have the ability to stop and think about which one's best for you, I take it. Research it. Don't be impulsive because trust me, a lot. Mm, I'd say 70% of impulsive actions are usually actions that are regret. You will look back and say, why did I do that? Slap yourself in the forehead and just shake your head and sigh. You know, like it's, I have a bajillion of different choices that I regret. There are certain people in my life that I've lost a long time ago that I, I regret. You know, I regret things I said or things I did that caused that, you know. And I know one of them will never talk to me again. We've grown older, but still, some people don't grow out of their grudge. I don't have a grudge against anyone from my past. Um, 
Okay, that's a lie. Maybe that toxic ex-girlfriend. But that's... I try to... I basically try to ignore the fact that she exists. So I don't really need to say I have a grudge. Um, but people I used to be friends with that aren't friends with me anymore. No. I don't have a grudge. If they're out there living their life happy, cool. Uh, one shout out to a former friend that if you're ever listening to this, you know, you are... His name was Jordan. He lived in my hometown. He was the coolest kid ever. And we met over over talking about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, that's how we met about Yu-Gi-Oh cards and the anime and all this stuff. And then we started hanging out and, you know, he was he was one of the coolest, coolest kids I ever met. Uh, we played a lot of cool games together. Um, and, uh, you know, if I ever had the chance to to talk to him, I definitely the first thing that would come to my mouth would be I apologize. I'm not afraid to say that I was ever wrong. I'm not I don't have any kind of complex. I don't have I'm not narcissistic. I don't have any kind of you know, maybe twenty years ago I wouldn't have apologized. I would have said I did nothing wrong. But when you grow up and you get older and you you see life differently, you don't you don't need to take that high road anymore. You don't need to feel like that anymore. You don't need to be that kind of an idiot anymore. I would honestly just, you know, I wouldn't even, I'm not even asking him for forgiveness. I would just straight up say I was wrong. I'm not, a, I'm man enough to admit that I was wrong with what happened. He knows what happened. So if you're ever listening, Jordan, I'm not going to say it on here. I'd rather say it to your face, but you, but, but you, I will say that I was wrong. Um, And that uh, losing that friendship was the biggest hit that my life has ever took outside of losing family. Because he was pretty much family. He was the little brother I always wanted. Nerdy, funny. And, uh, you know, I did some stupid things and said some stupid things and it costed me a brother. And... I can't go back and fix it. Hell, I don't even know where he is anymore. I know he's not in Regina. I, last time I saw him, years ago, Best Buy. And yeah, we said hi to each other. He smiled. He didn't be like, oh, get away from me. He didn't, I, I didn't get any indication from him that, that I was knowing him when we talked. But, you know, I should have said it then, but I didn't. I guess stupid pride and, you know, me being an alcoholic and all that crap. But if I knew where he was now and I could say it, I could walk up to him and I'd, you know, say it. And I'd mean it, obviously. I wouldn't go begging, you know. Just more like, you know, here's my number. You ever want to be friends again? Let me know. Door is always open, man. There's some people that you would gladly leave the door open to come back in. To come back into your life. And then there's the rest of them where you're just like, no, I'm glad the door's closed. And that will be, uh, and I, you know, since we're talking about life, that will be a future episode where I get to bring y'all in. You know, it's not me causing drama or spilling the tea type deal. It's me just reflection, you know. Actually, maybe that should be the next week's episode. Reflection. Yeah. 
Oh, that'll be a juicy one for you. So make sure you're here next week. I'll be dropping Tuesday or Wednesday next week, but make sure you're here because names will be named, man. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say anything about my past. Uh, I'll, I could start listing off every girl I ever dated and I can rank them from, you know, I could have a tier. We could have a tier chart. Who was S tier? Well, I know who S tier is. That's Crystal right now. And she's not an ex. I'm just saying, like, just nobody, nobody I dated before her was on her level. I guarantee you that now. Nobody. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be a an a-hole. You know, I'm 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 not trying to be that guy. I'm just being honest. And that's the only thing you can do. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Is there's nobody on her level. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up her butt too, because I'm with her and all that stuff. If we broke up tomorrow, six months from now, I would still hold her in the same high regard I do today. Um, I have nothing but mad love for this woman, massive respect for this woman. And, you know, I never asked, I never, I, I'm not somebody who needs someone to, to pander or to cater to me. Sorry. That's why I'm on to cater to me. I'm not one of those guys. I mean, I, she doesn't realize this, but, you know, I mean, I do cook supper some days and she cooks supper other days. And I just love her cooking. I do. I love it more than my own. And I love my cooking. Uh, I'm not saying I'm the best in the world, but I mean, there are some things I've learned over the years where I think I can do a pretty good job. But man, she just she has that it factor when it comes to mom cooking. You know how we all talk about, you know, grandma food and then there's mom food and grandma food. From back in the 90s. Grandma's always made the best food. But this woman. Holy Christ. No. She makes the best food. S hands down. Swear to God. Cross my heart. Swear on my parents' grave. Man. She makes amazing food. And she doesn't even see it. as Like I do. And the kids do. Like every time we eat something. God damn. <laughs> you know. We're just blown away. We always compliment. We always do. The kids especially man. Like. We had chicken burgers last night for supper, which, of course, they're not homemade. I mean, we bought them from a box, and, you know, we get these cool cheese buns that we use for buns and all that stuff, and, you know, and mayo and everything, but they were delicious. And then the last time she made hamburgers, we were just like, oh, my God, they're so juicy. They're so amazing. And we were like, oh, they were the best. Thank you so much. Like, we don't just say it because she she needs, she wants to hear it or needs to hear it. We say it because it's the truth. <laughs> But no, we go back on reflections. That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's next week's episode. So, you know, you want to uh, want to hear the tea in my past? Well, there you go. Here we go. This is what we're going to do, because I think I think it there's things that need to be said. And if I don't get it off my chest and just put it out there, it's just going to I don't know. We're good. I am i don't know what I'm going to say. OK, it could be anything. And that's that's. That's what we're going to, that's what next week's episode is. We're just going to go in every direction we can. But I'm going to write that down right now. Episode seven is reflections. Um, and I'm the one doing, I'm writing it. Excuse me.
and I'm the one doing it so that you can sit there and reflect on your own life after you're done listening to the episode and you're like, oh, well, you know, he talked about this, this and that. And I'm like, hmm, food for thought. That's all this is about, really. That meant the episode, like not the whole podcast. We already, we already, we've already established what this thing's about. But we're going to go in wicked directions down the road, man. Like, who knows? Episode 10, which 10 is always a big one. It's the first 10th, the first 10 episodes done. Um, I don't even know what I'm going to do for it. I don't plan that far ahead, but we're going to think of something. I still want to bring Crystal on board, though. I do. The only problem is my mixer only has one spot for a, for a headphone jack. So, you know, she's going to have to fly off the cuff or something not be able to because i listen to my own voice when i'm recording so i know if i'm being if i'm being too loud in my headphones when i'm talking because like right now i'm right up against the mic um then i know it's going to be too loud in your earbuds or airpods or whatever you're listening to or your wireless humongous headphones because that's the thing these days and small rant coming from someone who loves technology is you shouldn't be wearing them in winter please don't be dumb you'll wreck them hands down end of story anyway this is the end of the episode so uh read the description below the episode my email address be in there you want to chit chat let's do this and uh stay safe have fun and make amazing decisions please and you know what? I would love for someone down the road to hear this episode and say, you know, I listened to that episode about stuck in the forks <clears throat> and I came to one myself and I would love, I would love to hear someone tell me what happened. Like, I'm not saying I want a success story. Maybe it bombed. Maybe it bombed. I want to hear life. I want to hear real life, real decisions and real consequences, you know, <laughs> but I'm just trying to help everyone else one episode at a time. So y'all stay safe and uh, we will speak next week. So have fun. Live life. Don't rush it. Please don't rush it. Go hug your family. Go go make them supper. Go spend time with them. That's the cool thing to do. Let them know that, let them know that you're thinking about them. See y'all on the flip side in the next episode. Peace.